Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday morning, October 30th, last Sunday of the month, and Florida State finally has a win in October. Uh, after starting out 0-3, the Knowles pick up a win on Saturday afternoon, 41-16 against Georgia Tech. Um, let's talk about it. Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations, 1818 West Tennessee and 2550 North Monroe. Uh, Richie, Florida State picks up a big win, not an unexpected win. We expected Florida State to uh, to come out and win. But first takeaway um, after watching the Knowles uh, cruise to victory yesterday. Yeah, man, I, I thought they came out a, a little sloppy at first uh, off the bye week. But for a sleepy nooner against, you know, what I think is by far the worst team in the ACC not to be ex uh, unexpected, but I, I do think, you know, Florida State did what they needed to do this week, right? You know, we saw Miami struggling four overtimes against Virginia, uh, but Florida State came out. They beat Georgia Tech the way they should have. It wasn't always pretty, but at the same time, you, you cover the spread. Good teams win. Great teams cover, right? But to win 41-16 to 16 against a conference rival, which you, you haven't done in several years, I, I think that that's a lot of positives for Florida State moving forward as we close out this uh, final third of the season. Yeah, start a little slow. We can we can start there and, and talk about that just a bit. Um, came out and had a couple of – like really nice drive right down the field. Had a couple of drops on a third and three. Um, really nice wheel route drawn up to, I believe, Preston Daniel, um, yep. which was dropped. Um, nice throw. I didn't think there was anything wrong with the throw there. Um, just couldn't pull it in. And then on fourth and three, I thought Jordan could have probably run for it here, but uh, a drop by, ooh, was it Portier? I think it was 88. Um, well, maybe, yeah, maybe not. I don't I know. But anyway, so another drop there on fourth and three. And um, – and you don't convert. And that was kind of frustrating. The defense get, comes right back out, gets another stop, which was impressive. The defense was really, really good in the first half. Um, and then the Knolls drive the length of the field. Another weird play on a goal line. And they give up. Uh, they fumble the ball. Weird snap, whatever. And Georgia Tech takes that all the way down into scoring range. The defense holds again. It ends up just being a field goal. But yeah, frustrating start for sure at the very beginning. We're kind of like, guys, what are we what are we doing here? But kind of got it all figured out. Do you think, I mean, a big picture issue there, or do you think it's just the bye week or a little bit of both? So I, I really didn't have a problem with the Wildcat uh, there. I think it was Toad Philly who, uh, you know, botched the snap and allowed the 70-yard return for Georgia Tech. But for me... That's come on. You guys are college football players on scholarship at, at a major institution. You make that play. Like I, I there's going to be a lot of people giving heat to Mike Norvell for that play call. And I understand it just because of the, the world we live in. Right. But at the same time, it, that's a power run play. You execute that and it's a touchdown. So I, I had no problems with that play call specifically. Obviously the result is going to lead to a lot of people questioning the play call in itself, but I, I thought it was perfectly fine. Because if he scores a touchdown there, everyone's like, oh, what a great play call. But obviously, it ends up being a 70-yard return. The defense you know, does their job and holds them to a field goal, which unfortunately ended my shutout prediction really early in the game. But yeah, man, I, I don't know. Like The team, they came out fine to me. It's just that one play was a big mishap. Obviously, we're all going to talk about it. 
But at the end of the day, I, I don't have a problem with that play call. What, what were your thoughts on the play call? They were going wildcat TJ. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, at the end of the day, players got to execute, right? Like I'm never going to yeah. blame a coach because a kid fumbles. Right. I mean, yeah, it's just not, you know, it was, it was Norvell's fault that Toa Philly fumbled a couple, you know, a couple drives later. No, you know, so yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with the play call. I do wonder a little bit if it's getting, if that's like a little too cute, right? Like, is that necessary? Um, at the end of the day, that's the play that was called. And so I don't have an issue with it from that perspective. But if you just line up under center and run the ball, I mean, you kind of just did whatever you wanted all day. Yeah. Right. And so my thought would probably be like, I don't know. The Wildcat is not a trick play, but like, I just don't know that you need the Wildcat with Jordan back there, right? Like Jordan is that threat. Like he is that weapon. And so to try and add another layer to it, I just don't know that it's necessary. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I'm not trying to be super down on it. I just think that if you need the Wildcat to be Georgia Tech, I mean, like what, you know, would you, Mike unplugged, but yeah, TJ, man, I, w- I was pissed in the moment. Like I looked at Lindsay, I was like, what the heck are we doing here? Um, but after sleeping on it, I watched the game again this morning, the condensed game. Shout out to YouTube and ACC Network for those condensed games. You can watch it. We're not shouting the ACC minutes. out for anything. Yeah, well, the 25 minute condensed <laughs> game, I love that. Uh, but no, it, 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 in the moment, I was really upset. I looked at my wife, I'm like, what the heck are we doing? Just run the ball, Benson had a phenomenal game and you got him back there, but you put to a Philly for the Wildcats. So I do get the people that are upset with that for sure. Yeah. I mean, and at the end of the day, it didn't matter, it, but you just like, you need to not make those mistakes yeah. in some big games that are coming up. Right. Like, you know, we're, we're going to play some big games Don't do that like, against Miami, please. Yeah. Or I mean, really anybody left. I mean, outside like Louisiana game should be pretty similar to this one, I think, but yeah. Yeah, don't you can't do that against Miami. You can't do that, you know, against Florida or on the road at Syracuse. And so, I mean, you kind of had some house money to play with. And so maybe the positive is you you trash that now, you know, <laughs> like you say, like, all right, well, that that's not working. We're never doing that again. And you don't right? like you move on from it. From there, though, the team just absolutely dominated and did every single thing that they wanted to really until the. The backups came in, um, you know, Florida State settles down after the Georgia Tech field goal, has a nine-play, 80-yard drive in which you, you mentioned him. Trey Benson just absolutely ran like a wild man. Um, got a little bit fortunate with uh, roughing the passer call on, on Georgia Tech that extended that drive. Um, but then for the, rest of the, for the rest of the drive, really, really did a good job of forcing the issue. And then Toa Philly caps it off with a nice touchdown run around the edge. Had to be reviewed, but uh, it was pretty obviously a touchdown. Um, Nice way to answer. Defense comes back out and gets another stop, and then the team goes 90 yards in four plays, um, aided for sure uh, by the 76-yard touchdown to Johnny Wilson, where he made a phenomenal move uh, to break free and then in stride just kind of like burned everybody and got down the field. So – and then from there, I mean, you kind of felt like the game was over. You're like, all right, well, 14 to three, there's no way that, you know, they're only three point, you know, but the team kind of kept on it. So a couple of quick touchdowns, a couple of long touchdown drives. The frustration from the first couple of minutes of the game 
it had subsided at this point, right? <laughs> like you get the couple touchdowns, and you're like, all right, now we're doing what we're supposed to do. It should probably have been like 28 to nothing there, but 14 to three felt a little bit better, right? Yeah, at that point, you know, and we did the preview show, obviously. We we both were very confident that we'd win. I think we both predicted pretty big blowouts, and that's kind of what we got. Uh, when it got to 14 to three, I felt really good. And, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of nice to be able to sit back on the couch for a conference game and not have to stress or worry about anything because at that point you knew Georgia Tech was outmanned. Like Jeff Sims was supposedly available on an emergency potentially. They weren't going to play him, especially when they're down 14 to three. It, it, it was done. And, you know, both the Zacks, um, you know, the freshman actually kind of impressed me a little bit, but I, I it was over. The game was over at that point. Yeah. Another fumble by the Knowles a few plays later, and Toa Philly is the one that uh, coughs it up again. A little bit frustrating because, again, you're inside of Georgia Tech's 40 there and moving the ball pretty well. Um, But shout-out to the defense who got another big stop um, after a holding call. uh, Georgia Tech faced a fourth and 31, and (laughs) we uh, obviously didn't give that up. Uh, Another quick drive. Um, four plays, 66 yards, and uh, a wheel route to Toa Philly, who redeems himself for a second touchdown of the game. Um, that was really, really pretty. He cuts back inside at around the 20 or 15 or so and uh, takes it to the house. The Knowles get another stop, a three and out, and then kick a field goal to end the half. And would have really liked a touchdown here, but hats off to Ryan Fitzgerald, who made – Two field goals yesterday. The Knowles go into the half 24 to three. I may or may not have had FSU minus 13 and a half. Um, so it was good to uh good to get those last two scores in the first half. But um 24 to three at the half. Felt like it could have been a lot more. You probably should have had another touchdown or two, and it probably should have been like 35 to three or something like that. But 35 to nothing, really. Um, but a dominating performance, but a lot of mistakes in the first half. So I think the takeaway there is the team's got a lot of room to grow, right? Like they, they really should have, I mean, for all intent purposes, it should have been like 35 to nothing at the end of the first half. Um, And it wasn't, and it was closer than that, but you'd much rather have all those mistakes when you can learn from them and it not cost you the game last year or two years ago. I mean, Florida state would have found a way to just lose that game. It'll let them, Mistake compound and compound and compound and made a lot of mistakes yesterday and still won a game by 30, you know, like or uh, you know, nearly 30. So I know they scored a touchdown late. So first half overall, I was pretty pleased with the play. I mean, I didn't love the mistakes. You don't like the fumbles, you don't like the drops on fourth down. Um, I thought John, you know, Johnny Wilson made the great play on the touchdown. He dropped a pass in the back of the end zone that led to the Fitzgerald field goal. That would have been four more points. But, yeah, I thought that they looked a little bit rusty from the bye, but overall came out in the first half and, I mean, absolutely dominated Georgia Tech. I mean, what was it? You know, they had like 20-something yards at the half. 24 um, yeah. You know, the, the team played well through the mistakes, and they were rewarded with uh, a big halftime lead because of it. So any other major takeaways first half? Any love for Fitzgerald? Yeah, well, shout out to Gerald. Better, because, by the way, yeah. I'm not, that, this is not no. a troll. He does look better. 
No, shout him out because he he deserves it, right? Like he's gotten hell from the fan base and rightfully so, but he did his job yesterday. So, you know, kudos to him and hopefully that carries on because, you know, rivalry games get funky, man. And you may need him to line up and kick a 46-yarder next week. We'll see. But I thought the receivers were pretty disappointing in the first half, to be honest. Uh, they they kind of cleaned things up a little bit. Uh, towards the end, you've mentioned Johnny Wilson, the drop pass, uh, Preston Daniel dropping the pass on third down. It, it just wasn't pretty early on. I thought Jordan Travis probably had his best game as a passer in a Florida State uniform. It could have been much more, uh, much better if his receivers didn't let him down in the first half. He finishes 396 yards. He would have been 450 plus if his receivers just caught the ball. Uh, and we're nitpicking here because, again, we're talking about a 25-point conference win. But at the same time, you know, you'd like to see the receivers clean those up because if they do, there's no reason you can't go 4-0 to finish the season. Yeah, no doubt about it. So I, as we uh, transition into the second half, I want to give a quick shout-out. I put the logo down at the bottom of the screen for Salomon Digital Marketing. My guy TJ is working with several of our NIL athletes. He's also doing – Super follower exclusive giveaways as well, whether that be FSU gear, merch, cash, gift cards, etc. Um, go to Twitter. I linked it in the description. You can follow both Salomon Digital Marketing and my guy TJ Salomon on Twitter. I'll shout it out real quick. It's kind of similar to my handle, but it's TJ Salomon. TJ S A L O M O N E. T J S A L O M O N E. On Twitter, all of the proceeds there for the Super Follows go back to FSU's NIL efforts. In fact, I believe he's already announced some NIL news on the for, for his Super Followers. So if you are following there um, on Twitter, you can see that. Appreciate them and their support of not only us, but FSU Athletics and uh, our athletes through NIL. Uh, second half starts. This was – so uh, were you mad here? Were you just – did you just roll your eyes and say, like, man, it just is what it is? Georgia Tech onside kick. It looked to me like it may have been touched like right at that nine, eight, nine, ten yard threshold. I was pretty surprised they didn't go review it. It was obviously recovered past 10 yards. It just looked like the kid may have touched it like right at that eight, nine-ish yard line. It was surprising to me that it wasn't at least looked at. But again, ACC refs, maybe we'll do another ACC ref video tomorrow that'll blow up and you guys will love it. But um I wasn't really bad at this. I was just like, roll your eyes, like, all right, well, I'd rather that happen against Georgia Tech, I guess, than anybody else. But thoughts on the uh, onside kick? Yeah, I mean, you're you're down big. You're an interim head coach. I, I'm not surprised at the call. I, I think Florida State should have been a little more prepared. But at the same time, AZ Thomas has to make that play, right? He was there. He could have made it. He didn't. Uh, he's a true freshman, so it, you know I'm not going to crap on the kid or anything, but that, that's a play that Florida State should have made. They should have been a little more prepared for, I think. But at the same time, it's just Florida State's, the start of the second half has not been kind to our Knowles this season, and this was just another example of that. Yeah, I was, yeah. And Thomas has to make the play, again, coachable, learning moment, teachable moment. But, I mean, I don't know. I it, <laughs> You just like roll. I just rolled my eyes and just thought like, oh, of course. I was never worried. I was never like, oh no. There were people, you know. So Georgia Tech goes right down and scores again. I thought their, you know, their first couple plays on that drive were fine. The third and thirteen, um, after Pyron was sacked by Leonard Warner, shout out the defense who did kind of create pressure and wreak havoc all day. Jared versus is a video game. Um, 
by the way. I thought that their touchdown was a little bit of a pick play. I thought it was more of a pick play than ours was. And so it was even hard for me to be that upset at the touchdown. I was just like, hey, call the pick. Like you called you called a play that I didn't even think was a pick on us. You know, the defender was trailing and they didn't they didn't call it there. So I mean it just kind of is what it is. From there, I mean, I don't know if you realize this. I mean, I know you did the rewatch today, so maybe you did, but did you know that from there, Florida State scored on every drive that they had for the rest of the day? Yeah, it was and they more drives, but they scored on they. I mean, they were they scored every drive in the second yeah, half. Yeah, and he, even Tate got in, didn't even attempt a single pass, and they still scored a <laughs> touchdown. C.J. Campbell, shout out that guy who Nine, we thought was out for the season, but he comes back and scores that ninety-seven yeah. yard drive. I, Jordan and Tate both like kind of you know were both in on that drive, but I mean, you talk about a salt. I mean. The score was 34 to 10. It didn't really matter at that point. Um, when it got to 24 to 10, I did see some people like, oh, no, this is a game again. And I was like, no, it's not. And, of no. course, Florida State <laughs> went down 91 yards in four and a half minutes and, and scored a touchdown. Um, Ja'Kai Douglas, who I was, we were raving about in the offseason, um, made a nice play. Jordan made a nice play to, to kind of evade some pressure. Um, but, uh, yeah, from there – Florida State scored every single drive, and then Georgia Tech scored one more time on the last play of the game, which is a little bit frustrating. You'd have liked to have 41 to 10, yeah. but, you know, whatever. Like, you, it, it just is what it is. Um, but, yeah, shout out the team for, for staying with it. And you covered the spread. You made a lot, a lot of mistakes in this game. You did a lot of boneheaded, stupid stuff. And 13 you still penalties, which is a lot. Yeah. Listen, I – okay, I don't know how quickly I can find this. I'll look real quick. Um, actually I am going to do it. These, these folks will be fine. Um, <laughs> Google sheets. I did a quick video last week on, um, Norvell coming out of bye weeks And I just want to tell you, one, this one must've been this one. Um, coming out of bye weeks like he hasn't been super great. Like as far as penalty ideas, uh, penalties go. All right, I can't get I can't find it, so I'm I'm gonna quit looking. But um like his team's average, you know, above like their season average of penalties, um, coming out of the bye week. I mean he's nine and one coming out of the bye week, so I don't have a lot of complaints there. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I'd love to see that like extrapolated out over college football to see if that's just kind of like a everyone struggles with that problem or not. But um yeah, I mean penalties weren't great, turnovers weren't great. Mistakes in the first, you know, when you look at the the drops on the first drive, I mean, those drops aren't turnovers, but they're essentially turnovers, right? Yeah. Like, so you look at the drops on the first drive, the wildcat at the goal line, the fumble by Toa Philly, and the onside kick. I mean, you essentially went, I mean, they didn't have any turnovers, did they? I don't think we forced the turnover. No. So, I mean, you essentially, I mean, they did have a turnover on down. So, yeah, it's like you yeah. take one of ours away. We went over, we, we lost the turnover battle by three, you know, and so... And still won by 25. Now, I mean, I don't think you're going to win, lose a turnover battle by three against Miami and win, but no. hopefully you get that out of your system. Maybe. So. Did you see their offense? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Miami is terrible. Yeah, we'll talk about them in just a minute. Um, all right. I want to give a quick shout-out to GramCode, thegramcode.com. You can get all of your Delta 8 gummies and all of your needs for anything Delta 8, whether it's the pre-rolls, the vapes. Um, put an order in and get your uh, – Get your pre-rolls. They mix well with s'mores over a campfire. Um, you can use DFNS25 to save 25% at the 
gramco.com. Again, appreciate their support and get all of your Delta 8 needs there at thegramco.com. The green apple gummies are you like the green apple? Are you what's your favorite gummy flavor? So I like the blue raspberry, but I did just yesterday uh me and Lindsay finished our last uh gummies, so I ordered two more uh packages of the green apple just cuz it's it's just so good. And feeling spooky Halloween green apple just seems like seems nice. Crazy. Good. The green apple is crazy good. <laughs> Um, all right, Jordan Travis with a career day. Thoughts around that? Yeah, it was nice to see. I, I was shocked to see he didn't. We, we all took the under the other day. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think I took the over on rushing yards, which shame on me because my goodness, he, he did not t- attempt a single rush. I think he was sacked once for like a seven yard loss, but yeah, he didn't run. He didn't scramble at all. But man, he threw the ball well. And like we said earlier, if he had, if his receivers were on point yesterday, he would have had 450 yards. Like, like he was throwing that ball like crazy. It was beautiful to watch. Um, there were some really good catches. So I don't want to, you know, make it sound like the receivers didn't do anything all day. They made a lot of really good catches, but it could have been so much better. But man, Jordan Travis, he looks like a true quarterback. He, you know, he ran the ball fewer times than Tom Brady does some games. He, uh, he he was unreal. That the throw to Jakai Douglas is really what kind of stands yeah. out to me. The way he kind of eluded pressure, rolled to the right, and then found him. Jakai made a, a great play um, to end up scoring. Man, it was really impressive. Um, he never looks rattled. He never looks, you know, like you see other quarterbacks and they just look like the kind of like the deer in the headlights look or whatever. He never looks like that, even after mistakes, even after screw ups, which I don't, you know, obviously I don't really think many of the mistakes the other day were on yesterday were on him. I think it was more product of like drops and fumbles and stuff. And that really, you know, he, he didn't really contribute to any of that stuff. So yeah, I mean, shout out Jordan, you know, I need him to play well these last four games, but not that well every game. So I'd really like to have him back. No, I mean, I, I think he, he looked fantastic yesterday. Um, I think he'll have a great game on Saturday and, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about Miami as the week goes on and, and as we kind of lead up to it. But yeah, I think uh, I think that was really, really impressive. And and you you put it here that the team had, you know, 650 yards of, of total offense, right? 642. Um, that's insane. You know, that's that's, you know, I, I know that Georgia Tech is not good, but Florida State legitimately did anything and everything they wanted uh, without the turnovers, you know, so like without the drops, you're looking at Call three more points with without the fumble. You're looking 700 at like plus seven hundred plus yards. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're probably looking at fifty five points. You know, like two more touchdowns. Yeah, I mean the the fumble on the goal line. I mean, there's an easy seven points. Johnny dropped a touchdown that cost you four points. Um, yeah, I mean, Florida State was really really good. Did we punt yesterday? I don't recall. I, I might have taken like a 20 minute cat yeah. nap in the second half before we watched. Yeah, well, we didn't punt in the second half. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> punt yesterday. It was, you know, we got stopped on downs and we had two fumbles. Other than that, we scored every single drive. Shout out Alex like, Mastromato for just chilling. For doing nothing. What a, what an easy day he had. No, I'm just <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, the offense now Georgia Tech is not good. Like I, I do want to no. put that out there, but no. <laughs> you know, how many teams have done what we did on Georgia. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think that 
you know, pretty, pretty impressive. It was similar know? to the Clemson score against Georgia Tech. So, I mean, yeah, that, which that they had 41 to, they had 41 yeah. to 10, right? Like, so without that last play, it would have been the same thing. Pitt put 28, Pitt put 21, Duke put 20, Virginia put nine, UCF put 27. You know, I, I think that we, uh, you know, offense looked really good yesterday. Yeah. Um, you put this too. Offense also was able to remain pretty vanilla, which was nice. We didn't do anything, in, which is the one. The Wildcat was the one thing that I was just like, why would you even pull that out? Like <laughs> on a on Georgia Tech, like it's just unnecessary to me. Um, offense was vanilla, kept things very bland. Hopefully, they can do that next week too. Like I, I wouldn't really pull out a lot of crazy stops until maybe the second half if you really need it. Um, you mentioned the timeout management here. Major thoughts there. I just thought it was, you know, maybe it's the bye week and Norville commented on it um, in his post-game press conference, how, you know, the players, they kind of, you know, they, they weren't prepared for it, but the timeouts in the first half, I don't know. It, again, we're nitpicking because it was a blowout win over an ACC school, but I, I did not like the management of the timeouts in Florida state. I think Mike Norvell does like to try and protect the defense by going a little slower, but it, it kind of showed up a little bit in that first half. Uh, I, I just hate calling timeouts in situations unless you absolutely need them because at the end of the half, you might. It was Georgia Tech. They're not a good football team. You did not need those timeouts. But next week against Miami, again, rivalry, you should win that game fairly comfortably, I think. But again, rivalry game, you might need those timeouts. So I, I didn't like that necessarily. And I do think that's an area where Mike Norvell needs to improve because we've seen that throughout his tenure. But again, he's a young coach early in his career still. So I, I gave him somewhat of a pass. It just frustrated me a little bit. Uh, again, nitpicking a 25-point win. Yeah, it's hard. To, you got to like almost look for things. But yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, you know, had the team ready to play. And, and you got to, you know, the team was uh, – fans are frustrated right now with a 25-point win. But imagine how frustrated <laughs> they'd have been if we'd only won by like 14 or something. You know, like it'd be, it'd be I would delete Twitter from stuff. my phone if that happened. <laughs> So 61% chance to beat Miami, 44% chance to beat Syracuse, uh, 89% chance to beat Louisiana, and then 67, 68, if you round up, to beat Florida. That puts us at like a 16% chance to win out. And I'm not saying that that certainly happens. You, you have chances to lose. But if you can take care of business against Miami this weekend, uh, Syracuse, it, it seemed like Schrader maybe had a head injury yesterday. I know Dino said he didn't, but the kid got hit and – Hit his He's head out. and then yeah. literally fell down as he was standing back up. So I mean, I you know, I don't know why coaches are so scared to like just say what happens, but yeah. we don't it need to look like that situation. was an ankle, Ugh. you know, like yeah. kid like <laughs> fell down getting back up. So I mean, I'm not trying to be unserious about that, you know, but again, I just don't understand why coaches are just like, oh yeah, it definitely wasn't a head injury. I'm like, eh, we all just saw what happened. So. um you know, but I, I do hope he's back. I do, you know, hope he gets healthy. And if he wants to come back the week after us, that'd be fine too. But you, sh you should win this weekend. You know, we'll see what happens against Syracuse. You, you beat Louisiana and then you have Florida at the end of the year. And so, yeah, I think if Florida State takes care of business and cleans some stuff up, it was nice to finally see um, a full performance. And you had the mistakes early, but then it was nice to see the offense never let up. And in several games, the offense has gotten out to a big lead and then let up or started slow and then had to like storm back yeah. but like we said the offense scored every single um drive in the second half um in fact the offense scored when you look at it after you know after the toa philly fumble 
the offense scored on their next five possessions, which were their yeah. final five possessions. And so, and, you know, they probably would have scored on the total Philly touch, you know, fumble. They scored the two before that. So, I mean, you're, you're literally talking about them scoring on seven out of eight drives to end the game. Um, so, anyway, oh, let's get this up. Here, hold on. Harlan's not here to help me today. Harlan's <laughs> sleeping in. So, shout out my guy, Hunter, F Miami, FF Miami. So, I'm, I'm all about that. Hold on a sec. Touchdown, Florida State. Touchdown, FSU. And the other Hunter, I hope we play in Orlando. That would be amazing for me. What what was asked? I said the other Hunter, Nod wins Orlando Bowl. That would be amazing for me. Okay, so I don't want to give away the whole plot of a video that I'm going to do later this week. But if they win nine, I think there's an outside chance that they make the Orange Bowl. Yeah, because Clemson will be in the college football playoff. Yeah. We saw that in 2016. Yeah. Yeah, we saw it in 2016. Yeah. So what, what probably needs to happen is Wake probably needs to drop another one or two yeah. for that to happen. Because, like, I you know, I think it's all about how you finish, but they did win the head-to-head, which Louisville had earlier in the year, too, in 2016 that you referenced. I think there's an outside shot. I think that it'd be great if, like, UNC could beat Wake and then somebody else beats UNC. Like, Hunter, we need you all to beat UNC. That was a thrilling game on Thursday night with uh, yeah, it was. NC State. But – so the Knowles have four left. I expect them to win this weekend. We'll talk way more about Miami as it goes. Um, but they just need to they need to not screw things up. Um, you know, I think they just need to not. I mean, they can't have three or four turnover games. And, and they got away with it because it was Georgia Tech. But they need to be a little bit better these next few weeks. Uh, Florida loses to Georgia. Miami barely gets by Virginia. It took them four overtimes to get up to 14, 14 points. points. Um, they're an absolute embarrassment. Florida, you know, in the third quarter looked okay against Georgia. Georgia yeah. had a couple of turnovers. Florida capitalized on them. The game was quickly put back out of reach. Florida cut it to one score, but then Georgia scored two straight touchdowns to make it a three-score game again. And uh, that was all she wrote there. But Florida does fight. And I will tell you, you know, no all trolls aside – Anthony Richardson is almost impossible to sack. Georgia had two sacks yesterday. They both came on the last drive of the game. And uh, Anthony Richardson's going to be a problem. Now, their defense is a problem in the other way. So I expect Florida State to put up video game numbers on that defense as long as you don't shoot yourself in the foot. But Anthony Richardson is, is, is a great – I mean, he's just powerful. He's just strong and hard to bring down. I think you might even kind of adjust the way you play him and you may not bull rush as much and try and make him beat you with his arm. Uh, I know we really like to bring verse around the edge on that third and long, and they're in a lot of third and longs, but I think it might be smart to kind of play more of a couple of defensive end contain on him because when he's able to get outside of the pocket, he's really, really dangerous. And so I don't know that I'd just be bull rushing that guy, just, you know, make him beat him with your arm. But we got a few weeks before we have to break down the – UF game, but did you? I know you went to bed early. Did you catch any of the Georgia win? Yeah, I watched it all. And when it got to 28 20, I, I kind of perked up a little bit I'm like, oh, this might be a game here. And like you said, Anthony Richardson, man, it, there was one play, I think it was the third down, where he, he was dead to rights, right? And then just broke like three tackles and picked up the first down. He's really, yeah, I mean, he, he's an elite athlete. He's not a great thrower of the football. So I think you're spot on, TJ make him beat you with his arm and contain his legs. But man, he's, he's a special athlete and he, he's a lot of fun to watch even as a Florida state fan. Yeah, no doubt. 
Um, all right, that's about all the football we've got. Richie's got a little rant about basketball. We had some stuff kind of going on. Before we get to that, I want to shout out Garnet and Gold. Garnetandgold.com. You can use code NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W, to save 15% on your order. You are going to order FSU gear. Hunter, I don't know if you have any FSU gear or not, but if you are uh, looking for FSU gear, Mr. Smith, uh, get your tail over to GarnetandGold.com. Use code NOSLAW to save 15% on your order. Again, you're going to order from Garnet and Gold anyway. Let us help you save 15%. You get free shipping on orders over $75. You can also do in-store pickup if you're going to any of the last two games, Louisiana or uh, Florida, and save on the shipping that way as well. GarnetandGold.com, code NOSLAW. All right, Richie, I'll even go full screen on you. What, what you got here? I'm upset, TJ, and let me tell you why. Florida State said Baba Miller, a six foot eleven forward who played for Spain's under-18 national team over the summer, received travel from his native country to the United States and back to attend a training camp prior to his commitment to the Seminoles. Prior to his commitment to the Seminoles. Miller and his family repaid the benefit immediately upon learning of the violation. Well, that's not good enough for the NCAA. Despite Miller writing his wrong, he naturally, as an international student athlete, had no idea he did any wrong. We'll miss half the season in the name, image, and likeness era because the NCAA is full of a bunch of power-hungry, egomaniac losers who are trying to hold on to any bit of power they have left. Tell me how a five-star high school football player can sign a seven-figure deal to play in the SEC with no issues. But Miller taking a $3,000 flight, which he paid back, is a major infraction which will cost him to miss half of the season. Make that make sense. You can't. We all work with at least one person who we know, who we all know, who have no idea what they do for a job. It's clear everyone constantly do, does their best to prove their worth, but we all know their position could be terminated tomorrow and the company wouldn't miss a beat. That is everybody at the NCAA. The antiquated organization knows they've lost all power over college football, so they're doing everything they can to be the college basketball czars. Leonard Hamilton's program is the epitome of what the NCAA claims to stand for. His players all either graduate, go to the league early, you never read the players' names in the newspaper for anything negative, and it's the exact program any parent would want their child to play for. Florida State Athletic Director shared his disgust with the NCAA's decision, albeit wording it much more uh, cordially than I could when Michael Offord said, I'm very disappointed with the committee's decision based on the facts presented. The decision seems disproportionate and inconsistent in today's modern environment. It's unfortunate that Baba will endure this penalty. You're damn right, Michael Alford. And the NCAA should be absolutely ashamed of themselves for this, but they won't be. Why would they? This is the same organization that stripped Bobby Bowden of 12 wins over an online music course scandal, which involves student athletes and the general student body. Joe Paterno got his wins back, and I don't think I need to go into detail what happened in Happy Valley. This is a black eye for the sport and an embarrassment to the NCAA uh, and everything they claim to stand for. He won't because he's a man of integrity. But if I were Leonard Hamilton, I would play Baba Miller every single game, throwing a massive middle finger to the NCAA for this complete and utter nonsense. Let them take the wins in a few years, but at least Miller will have his rightful opportunity to put his game on film and impress NBA scouts in hopes of becoming a first-round draft pick. His talents almost certainly show he's capable of. Remember, 
This kid could have signed with Real Madrid and made more money than he knows what to do with, but instead chose to pursue a collegiate career, seeing the bigger picture long-term, and the NCAA chose to throw a massive roadblock in his way. To the NCAA, you're a bunch of cowards and would rather jeopardize the future of an 18-year-old who made a decision to come to the United States and develop into a top-round draft pick, attending one of the top public universities in the nation, rather than make the right decision and show compassion for a kid who made a mistake, righted his wrong, and wants to move on. Shame on the NCAA today and forever. Yeah, they're a joke, bro. Screw them. I like your rant. I might clip that up and put it on uh, put it on Twitter. I was That's furious when I saw that news break. I was furious, no, man. I really yeah. was. No, it's frustrating because, like you said, it, it was the fact that they immediately paid it back. Uh, it was international, you know, like it just, just stupid. He doesn't just know what the NCAA stupid. is. Um, Hey, I saved this because I knew you'd be frustrated after that. It was good to see Jimbo lose yesterday. Um, yes. <laughs> Florida state. Uh, it's, it's, it's November. Well, it will be November in two days, but it's November. And Florida state has the same number of sec wins as Florida and Texas A&M. That's the good news. The bad news is they play each other next week. So unless I don't – I mean, they are bad teams, so maybe they could both find a way to lose. But unless something weird happens, one of them is going to move ahead of us in, as far as SEC wins go. Too, uh, too bad it's not the early to, 90s when you could have ties in college tie, football, right? Yeah. You, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I actually think A&M will win. I think they've got something with that Wegman or Wegman kid or whatever. But uh, it was good to see Jimbo lose yesterday. Uh, three and five for A&M right now. <laughs> and their path to a bowl is – I wouldn't say it's like impossible because I do think that they win this weekend, but if they lose to Florida, their last three games are Auburn, UMass and A&M. So I do think that they'll beat UMass, obviously, yeah. um, which will be there. there. I don't know. I don't know about that. I stopped caring after we beat them last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think they'll beat UMass, which will be their fourth win, but I think they lose to A&M. Which so like that'll be the if they lose to Florida, that's their sixth loss. I think AM's their seventh loss. They miss a bowl. Now I do think they beat Florida, and so that'll be their fourth win. UMass will be their fifth win. But if they don't beat Auburn on the plains, they're missing a bowl. Same thing could be said for Miami. Miami's schedule um is not very conducive to them making a bowl. I think we keep them from a bowl if we win this weekend. They've got four wins right now, if I'm correct. Uh, I think they lose to Clemson and Pittsburgh. I think they probably beat Georgia Tech. So I think we can beat them this weekend and, and keep them from a bowl. Since we're doing the other two, we can do Florida as well. Florida, I think, does make a bowl because with their four wins right now, I think they beat South Carolina. I think they beat Vandy. Lose to us in A&M, which are the sandwich between those two easy games, and they make a bowl. But if they lose to South Carolina – we can prevent them from going to a bowl Shane, on Black Shane Friday. Beamer's not a joke, man. Like it, I love seeing Shane Beamer, who a lot of people give a hard time, just beating Jimbo. That was that. Yeah. That was just nice. That was fun to watch. They looked pretty terrible last night against Missouri. Missouri's now three and zero. Drinkwitz is three and zero against South Carolina. Like they just weirdly have their number. But I do think South Carolina will play better against Florida. Yeah, a um, little bit better of a matchup there for them for sure. Richie, you got any shout outs before we get out of here? Now nah, screw the NCAA. That's it. If you're watching, if you're listening, do me a favor and hit the subscribe button underneath. Um, 
everything's completely free that we do, but it does help the channel out a ton. If you are subscribed, if you could also hit the thumbs up, we would really, really appreciate that. Hit the like button there in the bottom of the channel. We see, I see dozens of people in here today. So do me a favor and hit the thumbs up, hit the like, um, and subscribe if you're not. Richie, thanks for hanging out. We'll be back on Wednesday night to preview the Miami game. Uh, we'll have some videos dropping all throughout the week as well. Um, thank you guys for hanging out. <sighs> NFL today. Let's see if I can go lose some money that I made yesterday from uh, from got, gambling on uh, you got college the Jags football. In like 15 minutes, right? Yeah, I'm all about that. I'll go. I'll go lose some money on that game. It'd be awesome. So, all right, we'll be back on Wednesday to preview the Miami game. Thank you guys for hanging out. Enjoy the NFL today. Go Knowles.